Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. I'm going to talk a little bit tonight um, about one of the most famous, powerful conference uh, subjects that are, I mean, there's mega conferences all around the nation and all around the world every year on this subject. It's patience. You know, um, anyone going to Patience Conference 2018? You know, I've noticed that there's really, there's really never any conferences on, on patience, you know. There's always power conference, freedom conference, you know, encounter conference, you know, um, uh, anointing, anointing, Holy Ghost meetings. There's all these other things of that nature, but, but I, I've not seen any patience conferences, have you? I've, I've, not, I've not gotten any flyers in my email that say, come to patience conference 2018. It's going to be amazing. We'll come and wait on the Lord, you know. Um, because patience, and especially in our American mindset, somebody say, oh, me, uh, in our American mindset where everything is, is instant and, and, and quickly gratified, uh, patience is almost like a dirty word. Am I being real tonight? You know, patience is like you're in the fast food line at, at, at McDonald's and there's like four people ahead of you and somebody's like changing their order at the window, you know, and we're we're so used to just like boop, 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 get our hamburger, boop, and then move on along that when there's like even like a 48 second hold up at the first window, you're like, what is going on up there? I mean, what, what's happening? Why, why is, why is this going on? Like what, what's McDonald's needs to shape up. I'm telling you, they, they keep doing this. They're going to start losing. In fact, I'm going to call the manager because, uh, when I got there, it was 48 seconds uh, more than when I usually am. And they forgot one of my pickles. So I'm calling, you know, I'm calling the manager. And that's our American mindset. You know, uh, I don't know about some of the, some, depending on the age of, of where you're at at this, at this stage in life. I mean, how many remember encyclopedias? I remember um, an encyclopedia salesman came to our came to our house one day, and he and he put out all the like the latest edition of the Britannica encyclopedias, and it was like it was like everything. There was pictures in there of like uh, mongoose and stuff, and you're just like, wow, this is amazing. You know, there's all this information and in only 48 books. You know, it only cost us $1,200 to purchase the whole set, and it was amazing. You know, and and we were like, yes, encyclopedias. We are we are. We are empowered for knowledge. But, you know, now you have, have uh, Google that, you know, you can instantly. What was the score of the game in 19, you know, 93 when we beat uh, such and such, you know, in, in the last second of the game? Oh, let's just look it up and boom, it's right there, you know. And we're so used to in, being instantly gratified that we kind of lose concept of, of, of patience, of what patience is really in, in, in us for and why, why there is an important uh, part of patience. In fact, you know, patience just kind of gets on our nerves. Even the word patience, everyone kind of gets a little like stiff in the neck, you know. You stiff-necked, you know. No, I mean, is anybody but me? When the Lord started talking to me about patience, I'm like, really, God? 
really, this is, this is what's on your heart? You, you want to you start stirring me up about patience? You know, th- that doesn't sound super exciting. But I, I want to share a little bit um, about patience tonight because there, there's a difference between uh, natural patience and biblical patience. And biblical patience actually has, an, has amazing benefits and, and actually will totally in, increase your enjoyment of, of your walk with Christ and will actually cause a lot of good benefits. And we'll go over some of the benefits tonight. I'm not going to take too much time because the Holy Spirit's already been working, but I just want to hit some of the highlights. And um, does that sound good? Um, how many are, are walking through something that they're believing God for at this moment? That was a good, a good amount of hands. You know, how many are um, walking out something that God has spoken to them? You know, that's me. Amen. Um, how many are being stretched in this season? Like you're being stretched in a new way. Oh, man. Almost as like God's doing the same thing in, in all of us. Um, how many are, you know, believing for awakening to hit America, you know? Um, that's something I'm believing God for. And um, how many are breathing tonight? Okay, just in case there was anyone that couldn't raise their hand in the, in the first four or five questions. This, quali- this is a great uh, uh, opportunity for you to grow in patience then. If you're breathing, amen, then God's not done with you yet. Say, God's not done with me. You're great candidates for, for uh, getting, um, getting some things uh, through patience. Amen. The Bible, in fact, says, by faith and patience, we inherit the promises. So I know we, we, we major on faith a lot, and it's important, but it's actually faith and patience that allows us to inherit the things that God's even promised us in the first place. Uh, who wants the things God has promised them? Praise God. Let's turn over to Ephesians 3.20 real quick. I'll just lay a quick groundwork for some, some things that God has put on my heart for this year. Um, in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20, in fact, the Spirit of God has been just hammering this verse to me for, for since not this uh, nearest January, but the January before. Ephesians 3.20, it says, um, let's read it. It says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. Now to him who is able, say able, to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that's at work in us. And um, God has just kind of been highlighting this scripture to me that, that this, is a, this is a season. The season that we're in is a season where he's wanting to do abundantly above all that we ask or think. And how many of you know when God is beginning to speak some truth, when God begins to speak something to you, when God begins to release something over you, you know, you all of a sudden have a vision of, of God doing great things in you and through you. And, and God begins to stir, you know, maybe about the youth group, what, what God's saying to you or about maybe the singing group or or maybe it's about the married couples in the in the church taking you know taking the church by storm and going after God and and, and empowering one another and, and and encouraging one and God begins to speak something to you about what he's called you to do and and his specific uh, direction to you how many how many you know that the the enemy comes immediately to steal the word right he comes immediately to come and try to to rob that word from you to rob those things from you so you may you you may have been 
uh, like me where God's beginning to say some things to you. He's beginning to show you what's what's coming up. Maybe he's got a vision of you having having your bills paid off completely and being debt free so that you can be a blessing to to, to the body so that you can be a, a source to, to fund the gospel. Maybe he's spoken something along those lines to you. But how many of you know when God speaks a thing, then all of a sudden it's like the anointing highlights you in the spirit realm and then all of a sudden the enemy knows God's up to something with that person. And then all of a sudden there comes pressure uh, uh, to, against you to try to squeeze that thing out of you, to try to squeeze that dream out of your heart, to try to squeeze that vision out of your, out of your game plan, to try to push against you and press against you so that you, don't, that you don't fulfill that. It tries to cause your hopes to become small. It because the, the hope that was there when God first spoke that thing, the thing that was stirring in you when you saw that thing as you were praying, the thing, that vision of, 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 of what God has called, to, called you to or is wanting to bless you with, that, the hope of that thing is beginning to die. Has anyone been in that place? Well, why is that? That's because the enemy wants to see if you really believe what, what God has called. He wants to see if not only do you have the faith, but do you have the patience to see the thing that God has called you to or called you for to see that thing through. Come on. So he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we what? ask or think the Bible, uh, I think the Amplified Bible says even imagine. And I like that. The, the thoughts and the desires of your heart and of your mind, if the enemy can get you to begin to, to feel pressured and to feel, start thinking small again and start thinking little again and begin to back off from the things that he had put in your heart because they're not coming to pass quite yet. If he can get you to back off of those things, if he can get you to stay away from those things or shrink back from those things, then he's got you thinking small. He's got you asking small he's got you cornered so that God can only do so much in your life and so we need not only faith but we got to have patience so that we can see through the whole deal how many have raised kids in this place come on don't you know that you got to have some patience to raise some children somebody say hallelujah Hallelujah. When you've got children, you know, you've got a vision. A lot of times God puts in your heart a vision for what their life is to be. You, you have a vision in your heart for what you want them to do. And, and how many of you know that it doesn't always go exactly to plan? Anyone ever been there? But if you have faith that God will do it, but also patience to walk it through with them, then you get to the other side and see that, that they've actually accomplished the things that God had put in your heart. You know, I'm not there yet. We've got young children. But I know with faith and patience, because of many of the examples uh, of parents in this building even that speak to me, that have children that are that have been raised up and have come through some things and walked through some things and they were faithful and they had patience and they saw their kids now are serving the Lord beside them and many and many of them have taken over things that they used to to run their own selves and I know that that there's something about faith and patience that works together to see the plan of God accomplished completely in our lives and so um you can see I'm a little stirred about patience you never heard anybody preach on patience right I, I don't know uh I'm preaching patience I'm preaching on patience, the power of patience. Hallelujah. Okay, I'll stop that. Um, you know, biblical patience is not just sitting around. You know, I, 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 we were having dinner tonight, or dinner, lunch, 
supper. What do we call it in the South? Supper. Dinner, supper, some, some food gathering after, after church this afternoon. And, um, and, you know, everybody loves a good Sunday meal, right? But I don't know about you, the thing that, that I like the most is when there's biscuits after the meal. That I can put a little bit of jelly on the biscuit and a little butter on the biscuit. Okay, a lot of butter on the biscuit. Let me be truthful and be transparent here. A lot of butter on the biscuit. And, and after the meal, you know, it's just that perfect amount of sweet and salty that, that washes down the rest of the meal. And, and so I'm a big, I'm a big biscuit fan. Um, I'm a fan of biscuits, you could say. And, and so we were having biscuits today after, after, after lunch, you know, and they're sitting there in the basket and, and we're all getting them. And uh, Legend is there and uh, he wants a biscuit. He's finally finished his plate. He's ready for a biscuit, you know. And, um, and so his mom's prepping the biscuit. She's like, okay, hold on, let me get the biscuit ready. And he's leaned up on, on the chair going, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, staring at her declaring nonstop, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. How many of you know that is not biblical patience? <laughs> he could hardly stand to, to, you know, give it to me, give it to me. And she's like, I don't even have the jelly on it yet. That's not biblical. See, sometimes God's trying to put the jelly in your biscuit and we're getting so impatient that we're, 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 we're actually trying to get the biscuit dry because we want the biscuit before it's ready. Come on, somebody. Let God get the jelly on your biscuit before you're asking for it. Because when he preps something, it's done right. Amen. Hallelujah. Look at, look at your neighbor and say, put the jelly on the biscuit. Lizzie's not being submissive. She's saying, I won't do it. I won't do it. Hallelujah. So that's not biblical um, uh, patience. That's not what the Bible's talking about when, when, uh, when he talks about patience. He's not talking about, hey, Zach, I want to do this mighty thing through you. And you're sitting there saying, all right, God, do it, do it, do it, God, do it, do it. God, why isn't it not done yet? God, God, why is this thing not happening? Why am I still at the job I, that I don't like? Why am I still doing the things that you said I wouldn't have to do? Why, why is my boss still being a jerk? God, why? That's not biblical patience. Be thou released from non-biblical patience. Um, Hallelujah. But biblical patience, actually, this was kind of cool when I, when, I, um, when I began to see what biblical patience actually looks like. Let's turn over to uh, James. James in chapter 1. Nobody likes the book of James, but... The Bible says that all of God's word is good for instruction, correction, and all that good stuff. Uh, let's start in verse um, 2, and it says, My brethren, count it all sadness. My brethren, complain a lot when... My brethren, in great tears and much moaning... Uh, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials or tests or tribulations, some, some translations say, say, knowing that the testing of your what produces, but let patience get all the jelly on the biscuit that you may be perfect and complete and lacking nothing. Now let patience 
have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. You know, the thing about patience is, is that it, it actually comp- starts to perfect you. You know, it says by uh, faith and patience, but then let patience have its perfect work. See, faith does some things, but then patience also do some th- does some things for you. And so, um, so I'm going to talk about a few things that patience uh, does for us, but I want to highlight real quick what biblical patience looks, looks like. When, when Paul was using the, the term patience, uh, when James was using the term patience, when, when, when the, these things were being talked about in, in the epistles, it wasn't talking about sitting and being frustrated that the answer hasn't come yet. In fact, it's actually um, in, the, in, the, in the Greek, it was patience was honored as a high and, 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 um, and a very honorable trait. Because patience actually denoted like a soldier who had been wounded in battle, but because of the goal that was ahead, began to press on through anyway to the battle line until the battle was won. It wasn't somebody who was sitting still. It actually spoke of like a Braveheart character who, no matter what the opposition was, would press on through to what looked like opposition, which looked like something that was unstoppable, and would work through even though maybe he had been attacked or even suffered a setback, but he didn't step back because he suffered a, a setback. He pressed on through all the way to what God had for him. That, so, so that was the mindset when, when, when this was being written, it wasn't talking about the American version of patience where we're like annoyed because Starbucks is taking two extra minutes. It's talking about the kind of patience really. And, and a lot of the translations say endurance because it's about pressing through some things. How many have been through some things. How many have been into a battle where it's like, I don't know what to do. This, this seems too big. This seems like it's going to set me back and and it's causing, causing me to want to step back. But patience, see faith alone won't press through, but with faith and endurance, faith and patience, you'll press on through to the other side and not be willing to just settle for what it looks like, settle for what it feels like, settle for what it, what it's become uh, uh, normal for everybody else to do but you'll press on through the 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 pain you'll press on through the the maybe you got sliced but you're not stopping just because you got a slice on your arm you're going to press on through and gain to the ground that the Lord has called you to so faith and patience you can see there's a different mindset you know patience isn't isn't sitting back and waiting for God it's saying God has said so I will Come on. It's saying, it's saying not, not God, when will you? It says God has said, so I will. That's, that's biblical patience. That's biblical endurance. And it says, so, so you can see why it says, let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Because when you've been through some things, come on, when you've been through certain battles, you know how to win those things again. Right? And, you know, I, I, I think about, well, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Let me stop right there. Uh, stop on that set for, for a second. Um, so, so the Greek, you know, they had a different, a different mindset. You know, I, it, it, like I said, it makes me think of like Braveheart or some, some you know, character uh, in, a, in a war movie who, who is the hero. And, and he actually, because of his endurance to push through, inspires others. You know, the Bible, the Bible says that, that patience perfects us, but it also inspires others. Um, so, 
So the number one, the, or the first thing, this is not in any order of particular importance, but it's just some of the things that, that uh, patience does is it perfects or matures us. Come on, I've been through some, I've been through some things that, that, uh, that have, have matured me because I had to patiently press through and, in, and have some endurance through that, that test or through that, through that thing that was coming against me. And when I got to the other side, I had the victory and I wasn't going back to that ground because I had drawn a new battle line. Come on, it, it, it perfects, it matures you. It matures you to see things a, a little bit different, amen? Um, then the, uh, let's, let's see here. You know, I, I also think about, you know, that was kind of a guy example, you know, the, the warrior. But I also think about like a, a pregnant mom. For all you ladies, I'll give you a, a, a girl example too. I, th I think about a pregnant mom. How many of you know that being pregnant isn't just a sit back and relax kind of an event? It, any moms can say amen. It's not a sit back and relax. Well, I'm pregnant now, so I just sit and wait until this baby comes, and then praise the Lord, we'll have we'll, we'll have the baby. No, there there's a caring of something that that ha is on the inside, and it and it takes it takes endurance. Come on, somebody who who's been through a pregnancy, does it take some endurance to press through the pregnancy process? Ooh, a lot of peas in that sentence. Uh, to press through the pregnancy process, it takes some endurance, and then and then. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I've I've been in on two, only two births so far. So thank God. And and so far, and that's it. In the name of Jesus, there is, there is stopping of pregnancy in the name of Jesus. Let's add that. Get, get it back up there. Let's sing that. Yes, Lord. Yes, Jesus. No more. Um, I'm not trying to give anybody a run for their money. Um, and children. Uh, so, but, but that pregnancy process, you know, there, it, it's, it's, there's, there's pressure. There's, there's, um, things, there's things that, that you have to endure through, you know, swollen ankles and, and, and swollen feet. You can't wear your church shoes anymore. You gotta, you gotta buy some different shirts because you're, foot's kind of folding over the, the edge, you know, you got to buy bigger pants and, and, and stretchy things. I know stretchy things are a blessing during pregnancy and, and, um, and you know, you're, you're enduring some changes. You're enduring some, some things that, that aren't comfortable, but why? Because you see the thing that is ahead and thank God for women, because if men had to do this, there would, the, the human race would have ended very quickly. There might have been two men ever that would ever have gone through that process. But God saw men in his weakness and said, I gotta, I'm going to take your rib and I'm, I'm going to create a helpmate who, who will go through things that you won't go through so that we can see the plan of God go, go forward. Hallelujah. And, and so, um, so, you know, there's some, there's some things there. And then there's a time of intense pressure right before the... The, 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 the baby comes on onto the scene, right? There, there's intense pressure. And you might be going through some intense pressure uh, tonight. You might be feeling some intense pressure. Well, I can tell you that you're probably going through that intense pressure because you're right before the, the birthing process of that thing that you've been carrying on the inside. Oh, yeah. That means there might, be, there might be some labor pains right now. But praise God, if you will press through, look at women as our example and press through and, and go ahead and... and 
and push through. Push, push, push. Do those final things that, that are on your heart and let and let that thing that you've been carrying on the inside come out into the natural. Praise God because God is, is calling you to patient endurance to push through so that you can have your answer. Come on, that's good. Thank God for ladies. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so, you know, you can see that, that these kinds of uh, uh, how many women uh, before, before and after birth, and I'm not talking about the shape of you, so don't be getting mad at me. I'm talking about how many have ch- changed after having children. Like there was some maturity that came, you know, moms, it's weird. As soon as they have that baby, it's like there's just something that comes on them and they just know what to do. They're just like grace for it. Well, that's the way, that's the way God does things. When he, when you push through and press through, uh, uh, the, the labor pains and, and you, and you go through some things. So you might be going through something and there's something on the inside that, that God has spoken to you that you're holding on to. There's a word that God's spoken and you're saying, no, 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 no. I'm going to come through this thing. God, is, God has promised me to be free financially. God has promised me to be, a, to be a blessing. God has promised me to be well. God has promised me to, to walk in truth. God has promised me a wonderful marriage. God has promised me a family that serves the Lord whatever that thing is that you're carrying on the inside whatever that thing that's been been putting pressure uh, and pressure has been coming against you because of it glory to God that thing that's been growing amen that thing is about to come out glory to God so don't lose heart come on don't lose heart don't be afraid of the process but have endurance have biblical faith and patience and press through and see the answer that God has promised you don't be discouraged be encouraged, glory to God, because you're equipped for this. You're anointed for this. You are, you've been made to run. The Bible says you'll run and not grow weary. You'll, you'll, you'll walk and not grow faint. You're made to run and to go after these things. You're made for endurance. You're made for patience. God has equipped you specifically to see the things that are in your heart come to pass. Come on, that's good. Hallelujah. Uh, it prepares us. So it perfects us, it matures us, that's, that's one. Two, it prepares us. You know, like an athlete. Um, bef- how many have been, been in, involved with athletics in their lifetime? How many know that the season right before the season is the worst? There's no fun. You're not playing any games. There's no, there's no, there's no scoring. There's no passes. There's no, there's no shots. It's, it's, I don't know about anybody else, but I had to go through two a days, uh, in, in the football, in, in the football process to get ready for the season. And it was a time of intense preparation in the morning, five o'clock in the morning, lifting weights, then going out and hitting and doing things, then coming back in the afternoon and, and, and doing drills. And, and it's in the middle of the summer, you know, it's August and, and it's hot and it's dusty. And, and I've got more, more uh, uh, dust in my mouth than I do saliva. And, and the helmet is heavy and the pads feel, feel uh, terrible because I haven't had them on for a year. And, 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 and they're rubbing me raw because my body's not gotten used to it. And, and, and it's a time of intense training. It's a time of intense pressure. You know, the weights feel heavy and, the, and, and, it's, and it's no fun. I'm like, why am I doing this? Why in the world did I get up at five in the morning and eat an oatmeal cream pie before I came out here? Because now I want to barf it up. And, 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 that, and that orange soda that, that I thought was just as good as orange juice as a dumb teenager isn't really f- uh, providing any fuel for my body. And, and, and I feel miserable and I want to quit and, and I'm ready to die. And Lord, just I wish you would come now before the end of this practice 
just deliver me, Jesus. And, and these were the kinds of thoughts that I would have. And yet I pressed through the two a days because there was, there was a season that was coming that would be fun. There was a season that would be a reward of the pressing through of the season of preparation. Well, patience causes you to push through the season of preparation when it feels grinding. It feels like you're on the grind. It feels like you're pushing through some things. But I'm telling you, it's worth it because in order to get to the thing that God is, it's the season that God is calling you to. Come on, somebody knows what I'm talking about. The season God's calling you to. There is a season of preparation. There is a sin. Come on, Pastor Greg told us at the beginning of this year that this is a year of preparation. Well, if it, if God is speaking abundance, if He's He's like the coach, you know, that's saying we're gonna we're gonna win state this year. We're gonna go all the way. He's preparing you so that when you're in the grind season, you're pushing through the preparation season. That there's a there's a goal. There's there's something to look forward to, and you're pushing through with patience and endurance so that you can see it come to pass, right? And we don't just have a coach like a natural coach who really can't guarantee us anything. We have, you know, come on, how many pushed through some uh, athletic seasons and you didn't, man, y'all stunk anyway, even though you put in all that effort. But thank God we've got a God who, who never fails. And so when he's calling us to something higher, it, it's a guaranteed thing. It's worth the push. Come on, tell your neighbor, it's worth the push. So it prepares us. You know, I think about, I'll give, I'll give a, another woman example. Somebody say, balance. Pastor's always talking about balance, so let me get balanced up in here. Um, you know, I think about uh, a woman getting married. You know, they, they get that engagement ring, and it's something they've been wanting all their life. They've been wanting it and wanting it. And they finally get that engagement ring. And, you know, really, at that point, the guy's like, I did my job. Let me sit back and relax. But how many know the, the lady, the woman, goes into full preparation mode? I mean, all of a sudden, the color of shades of flowers matter. The, the, the shades of, there's nine shades of blue that, that have to be picked out and, and discovered. And, and, and the table arrangements now matter. You know, there, it's not a time of relaxation once the engagement proce process happens. It's actually a time of intense preparation. Any guys know what I'm talking about? Intense preparation where everything matters and you're, and you're thinking about it and you're coming, coming and looking and pouring over details and thinking about all the different things that, that how it could go. And if it goes this way and if it goes that way, and there's so much attention to detail and preparation because why? Because they're looking forward to the big day. They're looking forward to the big day. And, and I feel like that is, is kind of what God is calling us to uh, look over in uh, James chapter five real quick. Get some more word in here. It says in uh, chapter 5, verse 7, it says, Therefore, be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer uh, waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives and, uh, the early and the latter rain. You know a farmer isn't just sitting back and watching those crops. He's out there looking at them things every day. He's out there looking at the weeds, amen. And, and, and there's summer weeds, there's winter weeds, there's all kinds of weeds. And in Florida, man, the weeds want to take over. The uh, farmer isn't just sitting back and saying, oh, 
oh, cool, I'll, I can't wait till harvest time. Let me kick my feet up and, uh, and have a glass of iced tea while the, while the harvest come, uh, gets ready. No, he's out there looking patiently over the, over the, the, the harvest because he's looking and he's seeing what, what is, what is going to be produced and he's, and he's caring for it. He's giving it a detail and attention. It, there's an endurance. You know, farming is, is annoying to me because, you know, you put the seed in there and you cover it with dirt and then you, and then, and then you have to, have to wait patiently for the thing to come up. But, but farmers, man, they love to see the harvest come in. They love to see it. And just like a, a lady waiting to be married, she's not just going to sit and say, well, I hope the day comes good. We got the date set. So let's just sit back and relax. And then when, when the day comes, we'll get married. Woo. That's going to be fun. No, they're, they're patiently with endurance, pushing through all the annoying processes of figuring out what, what needs to be done and how it needs to be handled. And they're making phone calls and getting the right photographers and, and, and getting the right people set in. You know, I, it's, I'm reminded of the, of the brides who were waiting for the bridegroom who had their oil ready. Amen. Their lamps were trimmed and their oil is ready. Glory to God. We've got a day that we're looking for that, that where Jesus comes and, 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 and we stand before him. But even, even the things that we're believing God for, man, it takes that preparation that we're not just sitting back and waiting for it to come. We're pushing with preparation. We're, we're sowing into the, that day. We're sowing into the season that's coming. We're sowing into those things. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, the, I think we're on number four, are we? The, the fourth thing or the third thing? That was, was that uh, it prepares us? Okay. Yeah, that's two. So the third one is it causes character. Mm. Somebody say character. Woo. You know, the cool thing about character, though, is let's, start, let's actually read the scripture real quick. Uh, let's uh, turn over to Romans, and I believe it's chapter five. Hallelujah. Yeah, chapter 5, and, um, and it says, uh, in verse 3, and it says, And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. Here's another, another uh, um, forefather of our faith saying, Glory, celebrate, have joy when you have tests and trials or tribulations. Knowing that tribulation produces what? Perseverance or patience. And perseverance, patience, it's the, it's the same Greek word there, produces character and character hope. So character is produced. You know, the cool thing about character is it causes you to see things different than you did before you developed character. Come on, character causes you to see things from a, from a, from a more experienced mindset. You know, there, there, there's something about experience, like I said before, that causes you to see things differently, that causes you to evaluate things. See, there's, there's some experience that, that some people that have gone before us have because they've walked through some things. They've seen things from a different perspective because they've persevered through some things. And so it's, 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 it's character that is produced that causes you to be able to see things in a way that you wouldn't have seen them before. It causes you to rejoice when, when everybody else is getting the thing that you're believing God for. When somebody else in church gets that, that engagement ring and you've been believing God for, for a husband. Come on, somebody. Or, or somebody else pulls up to church in the vehicle that you've been believing God for. Come on, character will cause you to rejoice and to celebrate because you see things from a different perspective. And, 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 and so when somebody else 
gets pregnant and you hear the news and, and you've been trying and you've been believing God instead of getting down and out and saying, well, I can't believe this. I've been persevering. I've been believing God for, for this. But well, it's faith and patience. It's faith and perseverance. And when you have character, you rejoice that somebody else is receiving because you know God is not a respecter of persons, but he's got the same thing in line for you. Amen. And I would dare say that until you're to the place where you have some character that you can rejoice and celebrate with somebody else when they're having their breakthrough that you're not ready to step into the season of your breakthrough oh I got one amen from Miss Paula everyone else gave me an evil glare and and Joby's trying to fight me I'm just kidding I would dare say that until you have persevered through some things and have your character developed where you can celebrate somebody else's victory celebrate somebody else's breakthrough you're not ready to to come to the season of your breakthrough character will cause you to value you know I've been I've been through some uh, financial tests before anyone been through a financial test there's something that really stinks about it but there are there are there's something that's really awesome about it too is you begin to value things different than you did before that financial test you begin to value somehow it's like it brings correction and character in your life where you realize that a cup of coffee with a good friend means a lot more than a thousand dollars in the bank. You begin to see some things like that, 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 that maybe your, your thought process wasn't, wasn't well developed. It didn't have character. You weren't valuing the things that God valued. You were valuing, valuing the things of this world and the things of the nature, uh, of this, the nature of man. And, and, and so sometimes going through some things causes you to value and to, to have some character that causes you to see and value the things that God values a little bit better. And so that's why perseverance produces character because sometimes you can't switch that mindset until you've walked through that thing. And then once you have that set, God is able to then bring you the things that he was trying to bring you all along. It doesn't take those things away. It actually prepares you and and, and causes you to have the character to be able to handle the things that God was trying to get to you in the first place. That's good, isn't it? So when, when perseverance through something produces, produces that, that, that character, then now you're able to handle the things that God is calling you to handle all, 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 all the, all the way, all the while. Amen. All the something. Hallelujah. Um, so uh, that was number what, Miss Iris? Three. Okay, so number four is it causes us to shed off unnecessary weight. Woo, somebody say yes, Lord. Uh, Hebrews chapter 12. I'm trying to push through these things so we can not be here all night. Um, Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1, it says, Therefore, we also... Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and and the sin that so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance. This is the same word as patience right there. Uh, The race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of faith, uh, of our faith, uh, who for the joy that was set before him endured, that's the same word there, the cross, despising the shame and Come on, he didn't stay there and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Come on, he pushed, pushed through and persevered. He, 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 he had patience through the thing because of the thing that was set before him. Amen. And it says, uh, so therefore let us lay aside every weight. Seasons of preparation and patience causes you to shed off the unnecessary weight. 
You know, I, I remember um, uh, I used to, uh, oh, jo- Josh isn't here tonight. Is he over in the nursery? Good. He'll love that. I use this story. Um, I used to uh, pick on Josh because when he would go running, his shorts were incredibly short. Anyone seen Josh running around with some short shorts on? And, and I used to pick on him like, come on, bro. Why, why? That, really, is that necessary? That, that short of shorts, you know, you can run in some basketball shorts, you know. You don't have to have those kinds of shorts on. And so I would pick on him, you know, and it was just kind of, you know, just me being me, you know, having some fun. And him, him endure, enduring and having patience through our friendship. Uh, so praise God for his patience and endurance. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I would pick on him. But, you know, I, I've started running two years ago. And um, I've noticed this. The more I run and the longer distance I run, the shorter my shorts are getting. I mean, last year, I, I, you know, I ran two miles straight for the first time. And, I, and you know what? I was running in some kind of mid, mid-thigh shorts, and, and they were just, after the first mile and a half, those things were just annoying me. And, and I'm like, you know what? I got on Amazon. I'm like, short running shorts. And, and here came some up that were nice and short. I was wearing them yesterday. Uh, and and uh, Sister Kira stopped by the house for some and started picking on me for my short shorts. And, um, and I've noticed that the thinner my, my shirts got and the shorter my shorts got and the lighter my shoes got, the more I, I spent time running because I wanted less encumbrance. I wanted less weight. And, and this Tuesday, come on, I'm going to brag on myself for a moment. Uh, I ran three miles straight for the first time ever in my life. Hallelujah. And, and, I, and I endured it. And you know what? I, I, I didn't go and get the basketball shorts. Come on, when you're running more than, than a mile or two, you don't want to be running in basketball basketball shorts. I had never run much, so I, basketball shorts were fine running back and forth on a court or running around the yard or, or, or lifting weights, but when you're starting to run some long distance, then all of a sudden you want to get off those weights, the unnecessary weights, the unnecessary things, because you're, you're looking to do more than what you were doing in the times past, and so endurance causes you to begin to want to shed off the weights, because you know what it feels like to start running. You know what it feels like to be a year into it and still be loving Jesus. Jesus and on fire for God and still going after him and still walking out his purpose. You're into it two years. Amen. And so you know that it just is not fun to carry that extra weight. You want to shed those things off. You want to get your short spiritual shorts on and, and, and be ready. Glory to God for God to jelly your biscuit. So you are, you are running. Hallelujah. With endurance to the prize that's set before you. And so, you know, I can't really make fun of Josh anymore because my shorts are probably as short as his are. Bless the Lord. And, I, and, you know, I was thinking about this today just as I was meditating. And the Lord said, things that seem unnecessary to, to, to somebody who's not keeping up pace with somebody else. Uh, uh, so, you know, and I'm like, what do you mean by that? He said, you know, you might look at somebody else and say, well, that's unnecessary, the things they're shedding, they're shedding off. That's unnecessary. You know, they're getting extreme. You know, their shorts are short. What are they doing wearing those shorts? Short? Well, you're, you're, you see that because you're not keeping up pace with them. Right. You're not you're not doing the things that you're doing. That's not a guilt thing. I'm just saying, be careful what you label as unnecessary, because they may be running after God in a, in a pace that you're not running in. And, and so so they are they're shedding off some things because they've they've got some endurance. They've been through some things. They've seen some things. They know what it's what it's like to run more than one mile. They know what it's like to run more than two. miles. I mean, Josh has run like a marathon. Hadn't, Diane, y'all have done a marathon. 
Oh, yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, you know we have. And so, you know, I don't know what kind of, you probably don't even wear shorts in a marathon. I don't, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, <laughs> praise the Lord. Y'all get your mind out the gutter. Let's get it back. And the word says, hallelujah. So, um, you know, so, so don't be careful what, what, you're, what, you're, what you're thinking about somebody else and the adjustments they're making because they may be picking up their pace. Amen. And instead of, of saying, well, that's unnecessary or they're doing too much or they're, 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 they're doing all that stuff. Well, well, instead of saying that, saying, God, what, why are they doing that? What, what, what is it about what they're doing that, that, that is pricking my heart? You know, a lot of times when we want to get, get aggravated at somebody, it's because what they're doing is actually pricking our heart. And so instead of addressing it, we downplay it. Instead of addressing it ourselves, we say, oh, that's, yeah, they are doing that extreme stuff again. You know, they shouldn't, shouldn't be doing that. And maybe that's what was going on with me when I was looking at Josh and thinking, you know, I really I should get my big booty out there and run. But instead, I'm going to pick on Josh for having short shorts and running a bunch of miles. So I don't know about that, but maybe that was the issue. And Lord, forgive me. Hallelujah. Um, and then the last thing, and I'll hit this real quick. Uh, perseverance. Well, let me, let me just add this to, the, to throwing off. The, the weights. First Peter 5, 7. Y'all know it. Uh, cast your cares on him. One of the main weights to be careful of as you pick up, as you pick up your pace and endurance is the, is the weight of cares. And that is one of the main weights that you'll have to continually, continually cast off as you pick, pick up your pace. Cares about this, cares about that, weights of, uh, of, of, of things. And, and I won't get into it because we don't have time, but, but just mark that and put a note that says uh, cares. Be careful of cares as I pick up my pace. Because I've noticed every time I, I pick up my pace and go, go a little bit further, then there's a new, a new brood of cares that the enemy tries to present for me to take on. So I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. Be careful of cares because, um, because those, are, those are weights that you're not supposed to carry. If you start feeling heavy and burdensome and it's not a prayer burden, uh, but it's day-to-day burdensome about what God is calling you to do or the patience and endurance that, that he's asking you to run through, those are cares that don't belong to you. Learn to cast them. Amen. Does that make sense? Hallelujah. Um, and then the last, the last thing is it'll cause you to get your hopes up. Uh, back, turn back real quick to Romans 5. I don't know about y'all, but I'm actually kind of enjoying this message on patience. I'm like, I'm like, wow. I might have to go back and listen to this one. I'm saying stuff I didn't know I knew. Hallelujah. Um, in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 3, it says, And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces patience, perseverance, endurance, uh, and endurance character, and character, hope. And hope is the expected end. Hope isn't like, well, I hope so. You know, where are we doing this? Well, I hope so. I don't really know. If the Lord willing and the creek don't rise. That's not biblical hope. Uh, biblical hope is an expected end. You know, uh, uh, the Bible says faith is, is, the, is the substance of things hoped for. Amen. It is. And I love the circle of uh, faith and patience and character and then, and then uh, hope 
and then faith. You know, God, God can, is continuing to stir us and to lead us from one thing to the next. And we just continue to get more and more developed and more. And man, God is trying to develop us and get us ready to run with endurance as we see the end approaching. Amen. As we see the things that God has for us, he's wanting us to go, go further. And, and, and going back to the, to the, the illustration with the, the guy that, 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 that is a soldier pressing through. Why does he press through? Because he knows that if I can just keep pushing through, the battle will be won. Well, Jesus already won the battle. And so we're pushing through the, ops, ops, uh, the obstacles and the opposition because we know the battle's already won. We know that Jesus has already taken care of it. And so, so the hope as we press on day after day if it, and, and we're casting our cares and we're shedding off weights, they'll begin to be uh, stirred in you a, a fresh hope for what God is doing. A fresh hope. You know, the, the world says, uh, don't get your hopes up. You know, isn't that a common saying in the world? Don't get your hopes up. Well, that's the exact opposite of what God's word says. God's word says that as you push through, you're not going to get weary. You're not going to get weary. I mean, I don't know about you, but when I was pressing through some of these, some of these things as this, uh, as the season, uh, you know, got near, as we were, we were doing our, our, our two a days and all these things and the preparation, you know, my body was getting stronger and my endurance was building. And I, and as the season approached, I was getting more excited because I was actually going to be able to put to use, amen, the things that, that I was, that I was preparing for. I was, I was going to be able to get in the game and actually use the things that I was working to develop. Well, that's what, that's what biblical patience does. It actually begins to build hope in you and expectation in you for what God is doing. And so that you're looking more and more and every day of endurance, every day of pressing on, every day of, uh, uh, of having your character develop, every day, amen, you're looking more and more and more to the end and knowing that God has a great thing in store for you. And so the hope is beginning to build and build and you're more excited today than you were yesterday because you know you're another day closer to the thing that God has called you to. You're not saying, oh my God, how many days have I been doing this? You're saying, thank God, if God's got me preparing this many days, how wonderful, how amazing is the thing that he's about to put us into? Glory to God. If he's got me prepping, God is a, is a master preparer. Amen. The Holy Ghost was brewing over the, over the face of the earth. Glory to God. And he's a master preparer. So if he's got you in a season of preparation and it's kind of pushing through some things and it's kind of getting some things developed in your character and it's kind of causing you to have to put lay aside some things of the flesh and it's kind of causing you to have to lay aside some weights or or some sins my god that that's no reason to get down praise god that's a reason to get excited because if god's got you through a season of preparation like that there's some things to come glory to god that he's prepping you for that you'll be ready to step into and walk into and you'll be able to handle it and accomplish it the way he's called you to so get your hopes up Every day of perseverance, every day of patience, glory to God is just causing you to be able to be ready to step into the thing that God is calling you to. Amen. So Ephesians 3, 20, and we'll end here. just want to read this again. <clears throat> Remember why the enemy comes to oppose. Because he's trying to get you, you to think small again. He's trying to get you to lower your expectations. He's trying to get you to get your... Let your hope go. It says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly above all that we ask th or think according to the power that works in us. God has got great things in store for us. Amen. This season uh, of life. I don't care what season of life you find yourself in. God has great things in store.
At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.